Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the Slaughtered Lamb, discussing the 1981 horror comedy classic, An American Werewolf in London. This film was written and directed by John Landis and stars David Naughton as David, Ginny Agater as Alex, Griffin Dunn as Jack, and John Woodvine as Dr. Hirsch. This film is considered a cult classic, especially for its melding of genres and its makeup effects done by the legendary Rick Baker. Baker would go on to win an Academy Award for Best Makeup in 1982. It was actually the first year of the category's existence. This film was suggested to us by friends of the show Amy Mulder and Tessa Atkins. You can find them on Instagram at sickgirl1980 and at Tessa underscore surreal. They've both been incredibly supportive of the show, and we really, truly appreciate it. So, An American Werewolf in London, what were your first impressions on the film? When I first seen it, I it was a long time ago. I yeah. was a kid, and I remember bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. but watching it now, I know that I didn't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like in a good way or like... No, it... like, no, it was like, I do remember it, but then at, when watching it again, it was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> so it was like, I mean, like I said, there was little, you know, parts yeah. that I was like, okay, I, re- I remember this now. But for a majority of it, I'll say probably about 85% of it, I did not remember. So it was almost like a new movie. Right. No, yeah. It was literally a new movie for me because I had no. never seen it before today. Yeah, neither have I. I think there's a good chance that maybe the setting of the end of the film might have been a reason why we never saw it as kids. But we'll definitely get into that a little later. Um, One thing I will say is that there are a lot of images from the movie that I recognize having seen without ever having seen the film before. That's that's true. Yeah. Which I guess just shows that this is a true... Iconic. Iconic, classic horror film. And honestly, for my money, outside of maybe Universal uh, Wolfman... Potentially one of the best Wolfman werewolf movies I've ever seen. I agree. I always loved Silver Bullet. Ah, that's fair. For that werewolf, is fair. Man. but after watching this today, it may be dethroned. A and B. Wow. I see definite influences in transformation. Oh, from in Silver Bullet. From yeah, this. that transformation scene is honestly one of the most iconic horror situations you can think of and consider, you know, I see that scene as a reason to watch the movie period. Definitely. And it's like a two minute scene. Oh yeah. But it's no, it's great. Worth the price of admission. Yeah. Which was free for me, but (laughs) I digress. Um, and John Paul has been trying to get me to watch this forever. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel silly? I will. (laughs) I do. I publicly apologize. I was, Pleasantly surprised by this movie. Did you go into it thinking it was going to suck? Not suck. I went into it expecting a lot more cheese, I guess. Okay. I'm not going to say suck, but I did not really expect to <laughs> enjoy it. That's why I didn't understand when you were like, it says comedy. I was like, it's not a comedy. Well, I am, I thought it would be a really silly, like, I thought I was expecting no, cheese. And I, I was, I, I, and I it does. If you look that. it up online, it says comedy no, horror. No, I know. I, I see Which that. is... I think a mislabeling of yeah, the film. That, no, um, yeah. I mean, there's definite comedy in it. Oh, and there, yeah, but there I wouldn't are, call it a comedy slash horror There movie. are scenes that are played strictly for comedy, though. Yeah. Even if there uh, yeah. are some horrific visuals right. in it. That I did read, or no, I saw an interview that Edgar Wright did. He did Shaun of the Dead and, you know, I all love those Edgar Wright. amazing yeah. movies. 
it was actually, according to that interview, an American werewolf in London that kind of formed his style, so to speak. Wow. He gave it credit for being able to meld those genres in a way that he had never seen before. Yeah. And really, realistically, you could say if there wasn't an American werewolf in London, we wouldn't have Shaun of the Dead. And so we got to give props to that. Yeah, I shudder at that thought. And maybe because I did read, and John Paul, I think you'll be interested to hear this, especially the studio had actually wanted Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. No. It's, it's, it's because of John Landis. John Landis, with the exception of his first film, Schlock, in like 1973, was like a comedy director. Yeah. He, he directed the Blues Brothers yeah. with John yeah. Belushi and Dan he Aykroyd. He had insisted that they use kind of no names. Okay. But that's who the studio had been pushing for. And I, that makes me like, no. I feel like that would be a completely uh, different no, it would be it would be a comedy horror. And Dan yeah, Aykroyd, then it would be Yeah, Dan yeah, Aykroyd no. was uh, David. He was going to be the lead. No. And and I love Dan Aykroyd. I know you do. That's why no, when I read that, I was like, the, wow. Yeah, no. I can't even imagine. It definitely would have been uh, more of a comedy than what it ended up being. I did also want to point out on the basis of the special effects in this film, Michael Jackson personally reached out and hired John Landis and Rick Baker to do the special effects for the thriller music video. So we wouldn't have thriller either if <laughs> Without it wasn't this for movie. this movie. He so, made thriller. <laughs> thriller. <laughs> so, um, Again, iconic. No, that's I didn't know that. That's yeah. badass. But I'm glad that you that you watched the movie. And I give it. full props. Yeah. I do. It was because, like I said, I didn't, I was wrong. I didn't remember a lot of it, but what from what I remembered, I was like, it's a it was a good movie. You know, I was like, yeah. I remember it being like a movie I remember. Uh, you shouldn't have been watching that as a child, though. Again? <laughs> no, it's, right, again? I do want to just point there that out. There was no supervision. <laughs> this is Two, a common common thread right. to all of your movies. Two older brothers. <laughs> and here we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're watching American Werewolf. <laughs> now, before we maul this film in the dead of night, we'd like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's wolf this thing down. So the film opens with a dedication to Jim O'Rourke. I looked it up, and this guy actually produced John Landis's first film, and they were longtime friends. He actually, according to IMDb, gave John Landis his first job in the film oh, industry wow. in like 1969. Jeez. And um, he apparently died of lung cancer just before production started on this movie. He was actually going to produce this movie. Oh, that's sad. Um, and in his honor, Landis forbade smoking on set of the film. <laughs> oh. So I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. So the film opens proper with simple opening credits over shots of like a hillside. And you hear a cover of Blue Moon by Bobby Vinton. I was very glad. That I, I liked the cover. It was I pretty cool, no. pretty yeah. fitting. It was great. I'm glad they didn't go with like London Calling by The Clash or something. Well, um, <laughs> every song that's in this movie has moon in the title of the song. That's neat. Yeah. 
That's really neat. The soundtrack they were able to put together, it's a little gimmicky, but it works. But it's good. It's really cool. It's a great soundtrack. And I think it was... Yeah, no, I think they did good. Yeah. That was good. I think Absolutely. I had read that it was a Cat Stevens song that they wanted, uh-huh. and he wouldn't let them use it because he believes in werewolves. <laughs> and he, He's like, oh, I don't he, want them after right, Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, you guys can... Fu- I'm not messing with that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's 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 Cat Stevens. Cats are afraid of dogs. Right? <laughs> that, that's just That's his natural, nature. yeah. Don't blame him. Um, so we see a truck coming down the road, and it stops at an intersection. The driver gets out, opens up the truck. He walks to the back, and the back is filled with sheep, as well as two dudes. They'll be kind of our main characters for the proceedings. It's yeah. David and Jack. And they get out, and the driver, who's English, he points them in the right direction of where they want to go and tells them to stay on the roads. And I think they're headed to Yorkshire. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So I'm watching this, I'm like, is this what backpackers do? You always hear about backpacking through Europe, but I'm like, do they hitchhike? Like, is that I'm, a common I'm sure thing? they have to. Some, and back then, uh, everything Yeah, maybe back in the day, fair. yeah. I Even, bet that would stink, yeah. though. Oh, dude, you're just surrounded by sheep. Yeah. They did they say goodbye cute. to the sheep. They they're, did say goodbye yeah, to the sheep. <laughs> They were like, you were good writing companions. I read that that was ad-libbed, too. Was it? I'm not surprised. (laughs) Nobody writes a goodbye to a sheep in the script. Um, They do say their names to each other in kind of awkward expositional fashion. I actually wrote down that the dialogue here is very expositional. Yeah. um, David goes, Jack? And Jack goes, David? David? And you're like, ah, come on, man. (laughs) But it's good because now I'm like, okay, I know who they are. Yeah. So you're like, it's fine. But they're walking along the road talking about girls Typical college guy bullshit, you know, just the standard. They also established they've been friends for a very long time. Yeah, but that was part of the uh, expositional dialogue. Yeah. When they're, they're like, like, back in eighth grade. Yeah, we knew her since what? Fifth grade? It's yeah. like, you both like, know wow, that. Yeah, you don't need to talk about that. <laughs> but they do have a casual friendship. They're just a couple old buddies. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's they good. They seem like just regular dudes yeah i mean all that seems like it would be fun except for all the walking yeah yes. yeah, yeah you can <laughs> miss me with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that. I'm a very sedentary yeah. man <laughs> i'm I, i'd be like hey why did we have to get out of that sheep truck that's all we'd be talking about the whole way <laughs> just stay with the sheep yeah i would yeah. just i don't care so they make their way down a hill and they're standing outside of a pub called the slaughtered lamb jack seems a little hesitant to go in but david's like look let's get some food Let's get something to drink. And they even say something about possibly staying there. Yeah. Like the night. I don't know if pubs typically have yeah, overnight. So they were looking for an inn or they don't, something. Yeah. Oh, just in the town area. Know. So the pub's called the Slaughtered Lamb, but the logo of the pub is a big the graphic. Sign, yeah. It's a badass sign, though. It, it is. It is pretty cool. I'm yeah. not going to lie. The graphic is a severed head of a wolf on a pike. Yeah. I'm not sure why it's called the Slaughtered Lamb yeah. in that case, but. I put the sign makes no sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it the really, name is really great. Doesn't. Oh, like, the name sounds is like cool. such a pub. Yeah, like it's a it's perfect. I feel like if they haven't opened up a slaughtered lamb pub, what are you doing with your They're life? They're missing yeah. out. Need to. So as soon as they walk in, everybody just stares at them and they kind of start talking, but nobody's answering them for a while. Yeah, it's really awkward. Very in awkward. So much for hospitality. Yeah, you know, they sit down and everyone has like shifty eyes about them being there. And the barkeep finally comes up and asks what they want. But it's like a, it's played for comedy. Yeah. Because they don't have anything that they ask for. They're yeah. like, how about some soup? No. Uh, coffee? No. And then she says, uh, if you want anything warm, you have to have tea. And he's like, well, can we have tea? They go, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, but we can make some, I guess. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry to have to put you out. You offered you it own, to me. Yeah. I didn't even know you had tea. Yeah. So they order it and wait. And they chat for a second about being uncomfortable. 
Jack points out the creepiest fucking sight you've ever seen in a bar, which yes. is a carved like yeah. pentagram in a wall right. surrounded by the creepiest Halloween looking dripping creepy wax candles yeah. you've ever seen. And the candles are lit. Yes. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> well, he tells his friend... Ask him what that star is there yeah. for. Like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you want to know so bad, you ask you him. Ask. So the pub finally becomes a little bit lively because they joke about the star being a Texas thing. Yeah. You know, and so when the barkeep comes back, he's like, remember the Alamo? And then she talks about seeing the movie yeah. at a theater in London. And then one of the guys, he starts joking around and he tells a joke about... It's a pretty racist it's joke. It's a pretty racist yeah, joke. That... So the pub's filled with chatter. And at this point, he's asking him again. Jack's like, hey, ask him about the pentagram. Yeah. Like, see what it's about. What is it? <laughs> and I'm surrounded by people I don't know. Yeah. I am so far from being a local... It's none of my business. I don't care. I don't care enough to ask. But it's so funny because everybody is laughing and having this great time. Uh-huh. And so he's like, what's that star for? <laughs> and it grunts yeah, like a screeching probably ball. Probably not the best way to, no. to do that. You hear the record stop. He really. tried, yeah. he tried like, to be so casual. It, it was, was funny. not casual at all. I would be worried, though, if we walked into a place. I'd be worried, place, too, but I don't think I would, that, I don't think like, I would no ask. Way. No, I'm taking. I would ask. I'm taking my tea to go. Yeah. yeah Thank please. you very much. So there's a guy that was playing darts, and I guess he missed the board, and he was very upset about that because when he asked that question, everything got all weird, and he's like, right. I've never missed a shot before in yeah. my life. And I'm like, bullshit. You right. missed a shot. A what about when you were an amateur? <laughs> Your first time you picked up darts? <laughs> never mind. Uh, but David and Jack decide to leave. Good call. All the men in the bar are like, get out, but beware, oddly. They say, beware the moon. Yeah. Right. Uh, Very... Beware the moors. Well, he, he yes. tell, yeah, he tells them to stay on the road uh-huh. and be... Which is the second time they've been told yeah. this. And yeah. the short time that they've been so here. So I would commit that to memory. Stay on yeah. the fucking road. <laughs> so jot like, that down. Right. Everybody <laughs> right? seems to keep telling us to stay yes. on this road Let's stick thing. to it. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Oddly, the barkeep is like, you can't let them leave. Which sounds horrifying. Which sounds terrifying because what I originally thought at the time was, um, you can't let them leave. Grab them! Yes. Yeah. You know, like no, it's going to yeah. be, we're keeping them here. Yes. But she says it again and you realize she's kind of saying it like, if they're out there alone, something bad's going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's more looking out you for them than it them is. You can't let them go. Exactly. So we get... <laughs> Is standard in a horror movie, but even more standard in a werewolf movie. The shot of the clouds moving across the full moon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, look, it's, it's a necessary. cliche shot, but I love it. No, I, yeah. I'm, it's easy to please with that shot. So David and Jack are keeping to the road at the start, like the pub patrons told them to. But they're talking and joking about the pentagram in the bar, and then they just straight... Immediately yep. from the back, oh, right? Immediately. Just walking, not giving like, a shit. Just, uh, <laughs> fuck that road. It's Just like, keep going. It's not I'm like we not were explicitly no, told yeah. to stay on the road. So I'm going to listen to, you know, no, what I, if... It could be anything, but they disobey. Smart move. Back in the pub, though, the barkeep is really getting concerned. She tells everyone they should have warned them about, you know... Again, they're speaking in very vague terms. Yeah. And there's kind of a dispute... Well, because they're like, this is murder at this point. Yeah. And, and the like, other guy's like, then it's murder. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm not going out there. But the thing is, it's like, they hear the howl of mm-hmm. clearly a werewolf. Yeah, yes. something. <laughs> and then the barkeep's like, we need to go get them. And the guy's like, I didn't I hear anything. Didn't hear anything. <laughs> 
It's what? Like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody heard it. Like, everybody. It was clear as day. But honestly, I can't blame him. No, fuck no, that. I mean, yeah. I'm in a warm pub. These are I my would, choices. Yeah. I would have you know? warned, but you could have warned them. Yeah, but then, like, and if they didn't listen, that would have been their own fault. But he makes a good point because he's like, if we were to tell them that, what would would they even believe no, us? Yeah. Then that's their own fault. Yeah, but then I my did everything that clear. I could. Exactly. I didn't get these two college kids <laughs> murdered. Yes. <laughs> so David and Jack hear the howl as well. Did you notice that it was raining and then now it's not raining? Yes. <laughs> when they got off the path, it was raining and they're singing yeah. loudly. And In then Italian. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, as soon as we cut back to them, it's dry as a bone. I was thinking that too. I was like, did the rain just stop? What happened to the rain? Continuity error. They're like, well, we only have 50 gallons of water. We'll use it for this scene. So they kind of bicker a bit about what the howling sound is. And then after a while, it keeps happening. And they're like, let's turn back and go to the slaughtered lamb. Like, I don't care how awkward it was earlier. It's our best bet instead of being out here with whatever this is. So they realize they're lost, even though they literally made one turn. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Apparently, it's easy easy to get lost when you walk in a straight line. In an open field. Then you should be able to see where you came from. Look for the road. Uh, (laughs) So the howls turn to growls. Yeah. And they're way closer than before. And so they rush off and David falls down. Yeah. Jack reaches out his hand to help him up, but he's immediately attacked by a wolf. He's taken down. As I was watching, I was like, is it too early to say werewolf? Because we know what's going on. <laughs> we it's know the what title it is. of the damn movie. Right. So it's a werewolf, right? David, in total best friends forever fashion, takes off immediately. Takes the fuck <laughs> leaves, off. Leaves Jack for dead. Now, this Knees is- Knees to chest. That dude yes, is gone. This is what made it worse for me, is that they are already experiencing some shit. David falls. Jack turns around to help to him help up. help him. That's why he got attacked by the wolf. And then David runs away. <laughs> yeah, he took off. Yes. Like it's nothing. So he decides to turn back. Finally, he runs back to Jack. But Jack is... A little is, too late. Yeah, yeah, Jack has been munched. Dude is dead. No, it yeah, looks, that thing fucked him up. It did, yeah. like, real bad. Yeah. The, there's a bite like on his torso, and it looks good. No, yeah, The man. makeup is good. Yeah. It's like... You can't say a bad no, thing about any of the makeup in all. this movie. No, it... it a lot of it yes. is super, super good. It's like glistening yeah. in the moonlight. It's it's great. So just as David's like lamenting Jack's death because he realized that he left his friend to die, it's his turn to dance with the werewolf. Oh, yeah. And the werewolf fucking takes he it. He bitch slaps him. <laughs> to the ground. And then he just starts. It's these odd POV shots and you just see him kind of just getting his ass kicked yeah. by the wolf for a bit. But then out of nowhere, the people from yeah. the pub show up. And Which they, is pretty cool because it's like yeah. you know that that bartender bitched and bitched, and so they were like, "Fuck, Fine, okay, we'll, do it. we'll go." Um, interestingly, I did read that all the pub patrons were played by local actors in England, like stage actors, I because love that. they wanted to cast locally. Oh, it was actually cool. a big deal because the union or whatever wanted a certain actor to be cast as a character that shows up later in the film, but John Landis said no. 
And it was such a dispute that he almost rewrote the film and moved it to Paris instead oh of England. God. Yeah, I did read that because yeah. they were having problems with the visas and they were well, only wanted to give them the three. Well, I yeah. had read that they only got four. It was David, Jack, Rick Baker, and John Landis. Really? That was so, it. No, it's yeah. just problems on top of problems. You got the yeah. visas, you got the actors that want more, and then you're like, you know, fuck it, let's go to Paris. Yeah, it's not even worth <laughs> like, all I'm this. not even doing this. Yeah, they were the only four that were able to work yeah. over there. That's nuts. Yeah. But thankfully, those local actors... That's really cool, no. though. Uh, shoot the wolf they pull a frank reynolds they start blasting on sight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and david is on the ground he looks over to look at the body of the wolf but instead of a wolf it's a naked man just just riddled with bullets yep he oddly does not have a reaction to this i understand nope. maybe he's in shock maybe he's a little delirious a lot of shit did right. just happen but at the same time i'd be like even if i'm out of it i'd be like what the what fuck? the fuck something at least he looks up and all the pub patrons are like crowded over him yeah Almost like uh, the shot in Rosemary's Baby where they're looking yeah. into the carriage. And then he passes out and he's earned a little shut eye. Yeah. When he wakes up, he's in a hospital and it's kind of sad because he calls for Jack immediately yeah. as he wakes up. There's a nurse named Alex and she's checking up on him. Then Dr. Hirsch, who I guess is David's doctor, he comes in. He tells Alex and another nurse to go tend to their duties. And this conversation kind of allows for some interesting developments, I thought, because Dr. Hirsch says that the police report claimed that David and Jack were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Yeah. So with all those witnesses in the town, they seem to be well aware of werewolves. For that to be the official story. They're still keeping it under wraps. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting that they're yeah. not letting the story get out. Also, interestingly, I looked up the etymology of the word lunatic, and it literally comes from Luna. the old belief, yes, of people having psychotic behavioral changes because of the moon. How cool. <laughs> so technically the it doctor's not lunatic. wrong. Yeah. It was a lunatic. So they're like, we're not going to lie to the police. Yeah. That doctor also, like his bedside manner needs some adjusting, <laughs> I think. No, I need some work, man. He wouldn't. Uh, David had asked for Jack. He's like, look, I'm going to need you to prepare yourself. Jack's dead. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you didn't give me time to prepare right, myself. I was not prepared. Well, yeah. More of a pause next time. Yes. No pun intended with the pause. <laughs> <laughs> but the doctor checks in on him and we see POV shots of, I guess, a wolf running through shrubbery. Yeah. It seems like. And I'm like, is that supposed to be what David is thinking about right now? Like, is this just what it is to be a wolf? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, like, I, I was a little confused by that because it's not like he fell asleep. He's talking to the yeah, doctor. Yeah, no, it it was odd. Right? Yeah. So David asks about Jack and the doctor fills him in. And there's also another guy there, Mr. Collins. The American. Yeah, he's from the American Embassy. He's played by Frank Oz, who is a famous director and a puppeteer. He also voiced Miss Piggy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. And he's the Muppets super, are in this. Yeah, and yeah. I believe I read on IMDb that when they're watching the Muppets later, he's voicing Miss Piggy That's in that scene. That's cool. But he also played Yoda. What? Yes. So, and he also directed, if I'm not mistaken, Little Shop of Horrors. So it's a very interesting little well, cameo. And Rick Baker worked on Star Wars, too. Well, then it's just a... How crazy. <laughs> and then Kevin Bacon. No. <laughs> <laughs> So David, I guess, gets a little too excited, so they give him a sedative after they tell him that but he was not, Jack's dead. He was not excited enough for any of that. No, I don't think. I feel and like they that, wanted to just. Yeah, the yeah. American guy is like, stop being hysterical. Yeah, that dude was <laughs> a dick for no He was. No, he was. 
And then at, when he's walking out, he was basically like, can't believe, like, yeah. why are they always like this? Always, who? Yeah, right. What are you talking about? How many about? times have you done that? Yeah. So Dr. Hirsch tells him that he's been in the hospital for three weeks. Yeah. And he tries to explain, you know, he was attacked by a lunatic. And as the doctor's on his way out, David's like, uh, no, that was not a lunatic. It was a wolf. Yeah, I know. He's very honest. And the doctor's like, did that dude just say wolf? <laughs> and Alex is like, yep. So in the next scene, Dr. Hirsch is in his office and he gets a visit from a couple of policemen from Scotland Yard. Um, One of them, a very slapstick. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was what, Inspector Villiers or something, something like that? I can't remember his name. And his sergeant. And the sergeant's like yeah. the clumsy, like Inspector Clouseau yes. level of absurdity. He drops some of those pans, like those kidney bean shaped, or I guess you could just say kidney shaped because it's in a hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of those kidney shaped pans. And then, like, there's a scene of him trying to get them back together. Which and... is literally like a toddler's toy that yes. toddlers can figure out. Yeah. But he was having He's some not... trouble putting it back together it's just a lot of odd offbeat comedy in this scene i don't really get it but after they talk to dr hirsch the police go and visit david and they don't really seem to believe his story Mm -mm. at all right they also say the matter is closed and they're not going to trouble him about it anymore so the well that yeah yeah, but that dumb (laughs) detective was kind of like well maybe yeah and his superior looked at him like shut the fuck up he did like, I don't know why, because honestly, when you think about the story that they've put together, it doesn't make any sense. It makes sense. no oh, sense. Yeah. And the, even the wounds. But I guess the doctor was like, you'd be surprised what these people can do. It's like, what no, are you talking about? Like, what they do don't you have know about? No. Yeah. The lunatic scratched like yes. perfectly. I don't know. <laughs> and um, mauled. It was Wolverine. All right. <laughs> Weapon X escaped. <laughs> So David didn't remember witnesses at the scene, but I guess the police say that they were there were witnesses and they told what happened as far as the lunatic was concerned. Yeah, quote, and they have a body for the lunatic. Which, what? Right? Well, the werewolf body, human Oh, form that's true. Body. Yeah, the, there was no dog. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So then we get another odd POV shot and... It's assumed, again, that it's a wolf running around in the wild, but it turns out it was David. Yeah. And he's running around naked. Yeah. And he spots a couple of deer, and he attacks one of them and starts feeding on it. He rips his head no, off. he's and tearing like, it he's up. Getting yeah. Into it. He's eating the leg. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, at this point, is this a hallucination? Is this what David's daydreaming about? I don't know. Or did this happen before he was ex- picked up? That's the other question. I don't know. I don't know. Because, honestly, whenever he's running through the woods, I don't remember seeing his wounds. Mm-mm. So I was I was just a little confused. I was just taking it as dreams, but maybe yeah, it is. Maybe because uh, I like guess yearnings that he's having now. Like he's like, oh, man, I could yeah. go for a deer face right now. Deer right deer now. Face. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're back in the hospital. Alex is making the rounds with her patients. It's kind of pointless, I think. She gets her ass slapped by a child. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, John Lannis directed Animal House. Like, I remember, <laughs> you know, like all that 80, 80s ridiculous or maybe even 70s comedies, you know, and that's the kind of humor that was prevalent. So right. you're like, eh, it's John Landis. Are we going to talk about the little boy? Wait, I mean, we can. <laughs> I I was just, I, I was like, why is this here? Well, he doesn't even take a drink of the water. Like <laughs> it was. Did you notice the drink? No, it's the I did kind not. of thing that so, would make you mad. He's talking to, or she's talking to a child patient, pediatric, Benjamin. 
And Who he's is answering. Who clearly had to have been somebody's son or nephew yeah. or something. His only line is no. No. Yeah. He yeah. answers no to everything. And I guess when she gave him a pill, he didn't drink it. Well, or she, drink gave, the water. No. she gave him the pill and then she handed him, what, a, a glass a or little, a little a thing little of cup. water. Yeah. And he, like, puts it to his face and then moves it back. The water's in the cup and <laughs> yeah. the water doesn't make it to and his mouth. What? Did... It's the kind of thing that would piss you off. Really? So I See, thought so about I'm you glad when I, saw I didn't it. notice. <laughs> John Linus is like, just take it. We don't care. Right, just, next matter. scene, next scene. But I mean, the, the little boy himself is pointless. No, yeah. Like, it's not... And he pops up again later. He does. And I'm like, what is I've this? needed both times. He's like, I'm going to need an also starring credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever, kid. Anyway, so after she checks in on that kid, she checks on David, who apparently hasn't eaten lunch. He hasn't been eating anything. He has to eat in order to take the pills that she's going to give him. So she's like, you're putting me in a bind here, dude. But in that scene when she's talking to him, he keeps putting his headphones back on and then acting surprised when he can't <laughs> yeah. hear Oh, her. what? You're not? You haven't <laughs> left? Oh, what's that? Yeah. What? What? It's very odd. I don't know if this was flirting back then. or Because it's obvious, even at this point, that they're it's trying to happen. set up the yeah. romantic yeah. plot. Well, because they the give movie. each other their first names. And I'm like, it's just a matter mm-hmm. of time now. That's, That's it. Isn't that all you needed? The That's first it. name? So since he hasn't eaten, she opens up the cloche of the food that's on his table and she starts cutting it and like feeding him like a child. Like he's and she gives him one tiny bite of food and he chews for like a full yeah. minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always noticed in movies, actors don't eat like us, man. No. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. They eat like so weird. I think maybe because they're like. You know, if they have to do that take 50 times, it's like, I'm not eating 45 pieces of steak. Oh, no, yeah. Unless you know? you're playing Tony Soprano. Yeah, and then you just move it around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so we then get a shot of David running through the woods. This time he's clothed. Yeah. It's definitely a bad dream of some kind because off in the distance in the woods, he sees himself in his hospital bed with Alex walking up to him. And then we see David from Alex's point of view and suddenly... His skin's pale, he opens his eyes, and they're yellow, and his teeth are sharp. This is one of the images that I know from this movie that I did not know was from this movie. Because I've seen that dozens of times. It was very unexpected. I was no, not expecting yeah, that. No, not at all. The makeup all. was incredible. It reminded me of Reagan from The Exorcist. Yes, yes, yes. And I read that those were glass contacts in his eyes. See? Glass? Yes. Yeah. I read, Isn't that a bit dangerous? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, if I'm not mistaken, that's what they used on Evil Dead as well, Whew. which is why they hurt so much, because those are not meant to be worn no. for an extended period of time. No. They're probably not meant to be worn at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> period. But no. No, but I thought that was a really great shot. It that was a was... great shot. And honestly, when you think about it, his eyes almost look like Michael Jackson's in Thriller. They do. <laughs> Right? Michael Jackson's right. like, give me that. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like he didn't wear the contacts. Michael Jackson, they superimposed <laughs> those eyes yeah. with Vincent Price laughing. <laughs> so in the next scene, David's telling Doctor Hirsch about his nightmare, but Hirsch isn't really into hearing about that. He At starts all. He, well, he's like, I'm not a psychiatrist, all right. So tell me more about this attack. And so he doesn't believe that it was a wolf, and he tells this should be a red flag for the doctor. He tells David that his wounds were cleaned before he arrived at yeah. the hospital. Yes. Now, but he says it like, come to think of it, you're yeah. like, like, hmm, that's interesting. Oh well. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> shouldn't we be asking more questions? Like, 
who cleaned them? (laughs) I guess he's a doctor, not a detective, right? (laughs) So Dr. Hirsch sends Alex in to keep David company. I'm like, is she getting paid overtime for this? I would hope so because she's... She's there. All the time. And reading in the chair... And I mean, I'm like, does she get to go home? That's is in her job description. She's like, look, any wolf attacks, right. that's right. you. I'm your that's girl. You signed up for wolf right. attacks. I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> so David's blatantly checking Alex out as she's sitting there. She stretches back and he's like, hello, it's my, yeah. it's my time. She's like, I thought you were asleep. It's like his eyes are wide open. He yeah. has extra eyes right Maybe. now. <laughs> extra eyes. <laughs> Maybe she needs to go back to nursing school. She's like, I can't tell a sleeping patient from awake. I tried to feed a dude a pill and he woke up and screamed at me. I don't know. So he drifts off to sleep and apparently has another nightmare. Now. Can we talk? Can we talk about this nightmare? Now, I guess David in this nightmare is at home studying with his family. The family's watching the Muppets, like we said earlier. This is where you get Frank Oz for the second time. Out of nowhere... Some fucking like monsters in Nazi. Nazi uniforms burst in. I think they're technically supposed to be Nazi werewolves, but they, yes. they, I thought but, they were Nazi aliens. But the thing is, is that they don't look like werewolves at all. At all. Not they don't look like the established werewolves in this universe. But at one point, one of them doesn't have a hat on, and there's no hair on top. Yeah, I don't know. So I read, like, I read are... Nazi werewolves, but I interpreted them as aliens when I watched it. Yeah, they, to me... Or monsters. I yeah, didn't I read werewolves. Yeah, to me, yeah. they just look like your garden variety monster. Yes. So they burst in and lay waste to David's entire family with machine guns. Yeah, right? no. And yeah. then... I didn't know what the... You're like, what the yeah, fuck I, is happening? Why does this have to do with any of this, right? And so as it's I'm watching so over this, the top. I'm just laughing and like shrugging. Like, I don't know what's going on. This is from a different movie. Landis is like, no, we're setting up a universe. Right. Know. <laughs> you know, so there's one Nazi monster that's standing behind David and he's got a knife to his throat and he cuts his throat. Fun fact that Nazi werewolf is Rick Baker. The one that cut his throat? Right. Isn't that that's cool? cool? That's like really cool. So he get, he get, kind of got himself a little cameo. Yeah. After all that hard work, they, as, you know, yeah. he earned it. As a Nazi werewolf. Yeah, you know. That's such a weird thing to, to be. <laughs> a Nazi <laughs> werewolf. Every boy's dream, I right. think, right? I did read on Film School Rejects that this scene led to walkouts because people were as yes. confused as I was. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. So Well, and they had said that the scene was really violent and gory and that a lot of people were disturbed by but it. But see, I don't I don't see that. I, don't I, either, I see but... more of the confusion angle. Yeah, yeah. I was just confused. Yeah. I wasn't they said like, that, that was like I mean, a turning I, point. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is over the, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> well, because it's, it's very over the top. Well, well, like, what the fuck in, is happening? Yeah. Well, because it's so mundane. Somebody's at the door and the mom's like, get the door! Like, <laughs> annoyed it's yeah. so mundane and then boom it, it really doesn't make any sense no. and it doesn't fit in i i would i expected another werewolf centric nightmare yeah of david's but no this was very left field he wakes up and alex is sitting there and he tells alex that he had a nightmare and she's like i've got just the thing <laughs> so she goes and opens the drapes where another Nazi monster mutant thing is waiting and stabs her to death. Yeah, I, I was then, not expecting that. And then David wakes David, up again. He wakes up and goes, holy shit! 
No, but honestly, which made me laugh out no, loud. Yeah. Dude, that des- that deserved that. Because what else are you gonna say when that? Well, happens? that got me because I was no, like, I was like, you okay. thought he was awake. Yeah, I was like, yeah. God, he's awake. He was like, damn, that was a weird ass dream. And then another one yeah. comes, and like, I was oh, like, oh shit. shit. I've got just the thing. She said, I'm like, what? Getting stabbed to death yeah. by a Nazi monster? Holy shit. So he wasn't I will, ready for it. I will say, I'm not a big fan of the double dream fake out. Right. But in 1981, maybe this was a fresh idea. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It wasn't overdone yet. Right. So I kind of gave them a pass on this one. I wasn't going to be overly critical. Right. So just as David is sitting down to breakfast. With the really aggressive guy who brings his breakfast. And I thought it was weird also because he has a full salt and pepper shaker on his tray. That's I don't think that's typically like how it's done. Like actual salt and pepper shaker. So he doesn't. Isn't the cafe gonna need these? Like, no, you're our main priority. Yeah, you it's got, all right, got, werewolf guy. Right. Yeah, Alex is working overtime for you. Here's the salt and pepper shaker. He's. I'd stay in the hospital. I'm getting treated like royalty here. That's how the hospitals are over there. Yeah, maybe. Hey, so. As he's sitting down to this scrumptious breakfast, he is visited by the mauled corpse of Jack. It looks so good. It looks amazing. The skin flap yeah. on Dude, his face. Dude, that's exactly what I- Are I, you kidding? I couldn't stop looking at that oh every- Oh my God, it looked like, so good. I did too. I was like, that looks fucking it real. Did. I was like, that looks nuts. crazy. And then he grabs the toast and dips it in the eggs. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, I'll have some of that. Right, relax, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> what? And so here's two things. One that I noticed- the scene is gruesome because of the makeup effects. You know, you have his flesh, like you said, the flaps yeah, of his man. neck. His entire face has just got a giant scratch in it. He looks messed up, but he's acting normal. Totally normal. Totally normal. I read that Landis told him, in these scenes when you come back, be as happy as you can be. Just play it regular. And that's a great call because it makes these scenes oddly unsettling. Right. It is, and I feel like... Part of the reason I enjoyed this movie so much is because you expect certain things. Like, if this happens, you expect him to be vengeful and angry. Exactly. And you ran away. Like, he's not. It's like his buddy's coming back. No, that's true. In every other movie, they would, that's would, what it would be. Yeah, this no. movie he would make him feel guilty. Me. Exactly. This movie surprised me several times in that way where I'm like, okay, obviously, he's gonna A is going to happen. And then, no, it's B, nope. which I... I I appreciate that. No, but that's good. Yeah. Uh, so they chat about Jack's funeral, and David's like, "I'm going insane." Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, "This is, <laughs> this is it." So Jack tells David they were indeed attacked by a werewolf, and because Jack suffered an unnatural death at the hands of this werewolf, he's forced to roam the earth as like a ghost. Yeah. Until the bloodline of the werewolf is severed. Now, because the pub people killed that werewolf, that bloodline of the werewolf now ends with David. Yeah. So he's telling him, look, I got mauled. I'm a ghost. I got to walk around. You got mauled. You lived. So you're going to turn into a werewolf now. That's kind of just how this works. I don't know a lot about werewolf lore or whatever, but I've never heard... Of people being killed by a werewolf and being forced to walk the earth. No, I think it's a unique really it's a very caveat. I've never heard of that. I have. I just kind of you I hear. Can't remember what? There was another movie or a show I watched, but that was the same thing. Really? They, yeah, they got attacked by the werewolf, and they're like, "Until you kill it, I can't die." That's nuts. Because uh. it was it was kind of a fresh idea to me. Because I was like, you know what? Here's what's going on. He's he's just seeing things right? because yeah. he feels guilty. But you're like, no, there are rules in place. Yeah. yeah. I also appreciate that 
I feel like in a lot of other movies, the first half of the movie would be David trying to figure out what really happened and hunting yes. down the people from the pub. And But yeah. in this, it's like, dude, I'm dead. You're a werewolf <laughs> now. I'm stuck. Like, it's very fucking no. like... Honestly, Jack's like, I'm dead. You're a werewolf now. Kill yourself. <laughs> now you gotta kill yourself. <laughs> he does. He's like, you need to kill yourself. <laughs> if you, you could just do like, me this yeah. favor. I'm not doing this another day. Get kill yourself and so um, I just I like that they went that route and not because I could see this turning into like a oh so who's the where did no, this start exactly. you and know then yeah. you, you kill the head werewolf exactly. or something yeah. and then that's the end of the movie and then no it's like the, it's David you, and Alex was happily ever after <laughs> yeah you know? this, it's you yeah so I guess he just is gone because when Alex comes back David's crying <laughs> I think he's earned a, <laughs> he's earned a good, a cry. good cry he's been through some shit so he kisses Alex on the mouth. Yes. And tells her, I'm, I'm a, a werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alex, Alex. That part made me laugh, dude. She's, I, I don't know if she's just desperate or what, but she, because she doesn't seem to have any problem yeah, with this. Right. She is incredibly chill about everything that happens. A, a little too chill. Too chill. Yeah. A little too chill. So he says straight up, I saw Jack. He came in. He told me I'm going to become a werewolf in a couple days. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're just dreaming. And right. he's like, all right. Yeah, like, all right, cool. Well, he's so suggestible. No, yeah. Jack comes and he's like, I'm a fucking werewolf. And she's like, no, you're not. All right. All right. <laughs> Anybody can say anything to this right. dude. Okay, cool. Uh, so after all that, she's like, so you got a place to stay after all this? It's like, yeah, he just yeah. said his dead best friend visited him and that he's going to be a werewolf. Yeah, but, but you, yeah, cool. Come and stay with me. You don't, yeah. yeah, we don't see all the red flags. What's your fine. screening yeah. process, Alex? Good Zero. Lord, none. Zero. There is none. She's like, screening process? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, once he's discharged from the hospital, he's going to go live with her. Yeah, it's <laughs> right like, away. You live by yourself? Good. Yeah, I'd be like, like, you know what? Never mind. Mm, Never mind. A little creepy, sir. Like, why'd what you answer that way? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was rubbing his hands together, all shifty like. It's like, I don't trust this guy anymore. No. So they ride the subway to Alex's apartment and you see these like British punks, which is, it's 1981. It's honestly, when you think about it, really the only thing that dates the film. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, everything else, it could just be whenever, but you're like, yeah. these British punks are specifically yeah, from late 70s, uh, early 80s. Very. Wouldn't that have been a great scene if they beat his ass? Like, oh, he's, yeah. He's like making fun he of was them behind the back. Yeah, yeah. And trying to make her laugh. And they're like, get him. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to her apartment and she shows him around. And there's like a super awkward conversation once they get to her bedroom about her sexual history. Yeah. The, the oversharing is real. And it's, it comes yeah. out of nowhere. And it doesn't make any sense. No. Now, you don't know this dude, but let's just tell him how many people you slept yeah, with. Yeah. Like, and how many of them were one night stands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, like, what are you fuck? It makes no sense. But apparently it... He doesn't care. No. And then she's like, her only reason for having done any of this is she's like, look, you're really attractive. You're hot. <laughs> yeah. She, she says, says it a few times. Yeah. It's like that's all uh, that that overrides the insane shit that he was telling you at the hospital. How, how bat shit I, crazy I, you're I know coming you say on. you're Absolutely. a werewolf, but I'm kind of turned on. It's like so, uh, <laughs> I'm not worried. Let's about go it. take let's go take a shower together. Uh, 
they take a shower together and then they sleep together. It's really awkward. It's very awkward. And it goes on for a really long time. <laughs> Too long, and dude. And I read yeah. that to get an R rating, they had to cut a substantial amount out of that scene. So it was even Good longer. Lord, was it just straight porn? I don't know. <laughs> They're like, well, we're we're doing, we're just going to go. Even as I'm watching this, I'm like. No, no? I seriously, okay. I, I literally looked down at my notes to keep typing. I'm like, no, still banging. All right. <laughs> I got time. Yeah. 14 minutes of, no. It was a lot. And yeah. so. It was a long time. They, you know, good for them. They, fi- <laughs> they finally get finished and David goes to the bathroom and as he's washing his hands, he closes the mirror and it's that old horror cliche because as soon as he closes the mirror, you see Jack behind him. And then he screams at full volume. <laughs> he does. And Alex is, Alex a, is asleep. Uh, a heavy sleeper. It didn't yeah. really affect her that much. But. Jack looks way worse than before. Yeah, he's he green. Looks really bad. He's like if old Greg got caught in a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks bad. Yeah. I do like that though because That's it so shows cool. that he's like deteriorating. Through. He's yes. like, you need to. You got to do something. Kill yourself. What did you not understand? And that's basically the chat that they have. He's like, look, just reiterating everything yeah. he said before. He's like, look, man. You gotta kill yourself. And he's like, you're gonna turn tomorrow. There's See, a full and, moon and tomorrow. That's, that's the other thing is because it's like between the first chat and this chat, he's like, okay, I need to workshop my appeal. Before it was, <laughs> I'm sick of this, kill yourself. Now yeah. it's like, you could kill other people. <laughs> you clearly don't those, give a shit about yeah, me. Because <laughs> I, you know, your friends yeah. in safe grade, but fuck me, right? <laughs> so he's like, if you go full wolf, you could kill other people, and then they're gonna be like me, and I'm not digging it. Yeah, this they're sucks. not gonna dig it. Yeah. yeah, so just please kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> he goes, God damn it, David, please believe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I'm like, I'm a ghoul. Isn't this proof enough? Yeah, and that's the thing too. I was like, you're sitting here having a conversation with them, but you won't believe them. No, what <laughs> no, more do you yeah. need? He's like, I am straight up not having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, David's sorry. like. Mm, I don't well, know. Well, it's under advisement. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. You. You're. You <laughs> seem jovial. Calls him a meatloaf. <laughs> he does. It's like, dude, I didn't choose this. <laughs> you did I, this because you your ass ran away. He did. So Alex comes in and Jack is gone again. David tells her what happened, and again she's super chill about it. No reservations. She just thinks you're like you're upset. Your friend died, and so you're seeing him places, basically. Yeah. And so then David, for some reason, he references the original Wolfman film from 1941. Yes. And he's like... Bella Bela Lugosi. Yeah, Bela Lugosi, Claude Rains, and uh, Lon Chaney Jr. And he's saying that, obviously, a man transforms into a werewolf. Yeah. And he's eventually killed by his own father. And so David, for some reason, believes that a werewolf can only be killed by someone who loves him. It's Which was an odd thing to say. Very and odd. And as I was watching it, I'm like, okay, I roll. Yes. This is fucking foreshadowing. Exactly. I, I'm like, she's okay, going to Okay, we already know the ending of this movie. Him. Yeah. But then she's like, basically, you're so attractive. Again. <laughs> after he says that weird shit about man, the it's hot man. How many, yeah, yeah. How many times are you going to say you're a werewolf and you're still okay with it? It's like, no, I, I'm, I'm seeing my dead is... buddy. I'm serious. You're so hot. Like, Boy, yeah. I want to fuck you. No, what? It's like, did you hear a word <laughs> I said? It's like, I mean, I'll, I will, but come yeah, on, listen. listen to me. So this is when I'm starting to get into theories, because I'm like, by all counts, he's fucking insane, at the very least. Yeah. 
And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, unless she knows about all this werewolf business, or what if she's like a she-wolf? She's so she's willing so to accept it. She's so chill about it that, that it's I'm like, suspicious. It has to be. It's suspicious. It's not true, though. No. That doesn't come to pass, but that's how much she's cool with it. Yeah. So in the next scene, we see Dr. Hirsch travel the road to the Slaughtered Lamb pub. Uh, he goes inside, orders a drink, and he's getting shifty looks from all the regulars. He's asking about what happened to David and Jack a few weeks prior, and they all play dumb. Everyone is acting so suspicious. Yeah. They're like, incident? What's an incident? They're <laughs> like, it's an so, incident? <laughs> so over the top? We yeah, don't know anything. No, it's real ridiculous. And so he sits down with the guy who told that joke from before, and he asks about the pentagram on the wall, just flat out. And they're like, oh, it's always been there. Yeah. Oh, we've it's always been there had, for 200 yeah. years. Every pub has a pentagram. Yeah. And like, you, the scariest candles you ever saw. Yeah, <laughs> we all have one of those. So he flat out starts asking about werewolves, period. Capital W, capital no, airwolves. No. Yes. Without any kind of buffer. And they're not biting at all. The dart player, though, gets up and walks out. That's the guy with the Peaky Blinders hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he goes out, Dr. Hirsch, he eventually leaves himself as well. Because he's clearly not welcome here. No, he's not getting any kind of traction with these folks. And he sees the dart player standing on his own in the rain with an umbrella. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to go over there and talk to him. So he talks to him and the dart player says, basically, David's in danger and so is everybody else. He just spills the tea. Yeah, which I don't know why he was so willing to. I mean, it's good for Dr. Hirsch that he does. No, he's like, listen. Yeah. Oh, maybe he was like, oh, that dude's friend got killed. We have right. already, maybe you know. somebody can help or something. Uh, yeah. And so he's like, look, on the next full moon, David's going to yeah. change. The Joker comes out and he's like, who are you talking to? That's yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he like he he sends him on his way. And that's the end of the conversation. I do. Here's here's my issue. I was a little confused. As to why suddenly Dr. Hirsch is like, maybe this werewolf business is legitimate. I'm going to go investigate it myself. Don't you yeah. have other patients? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just leaves the hospital? Oh, no, yeah. Well, we've determined the hours are weird at this hospital. Uh, clearly. And duties, I guess. But yeah. he went, he just swung so far to the other side because he was so dismissive. He was. Earlier. He's like, that dude say wolf, whatever, man. Whatever. And then now he's like, all right, so there's werewolves I'm going to take town. a drive out here. I need everyone in town to tell yeah. me about it. He's like interviewing people. Like, he's the inspector. You know, that's the thing that is kind of weird. I would think that this scene would be better fitting if the inspectors had gone to the pub instead of Dr. Hirsch. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, for the service of the story, the inspectors have no tie to Alex. That's fair. Like, it had to be the doctor, I think, to bring it back. And doesn't he say that it? uh, he, like, I think you said earlier, he was... Like, your wounds were already cleaned before. Yeah. Maybe he was like, huh, that... But that seems like a, a detail that an inspector should be interested in. Yeah, but I think the inspectors were like, we witnesses saw thing? this, we yeah, have a body, get, it's get, closed. Get it I guess. This is an international incident. These are two American yeah. guys. You kind of just want to put One of them is it. dead. Let's and just put this to the American to bed. ambassador wants to put... He, yeah. Or the... What was it? Not ambassador. Whatever the fuck he was. Frank he, Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda wants this done. <laughs> Miss Piggy is through with <laughs> She's it. done. So that morning, David sees Alex off as she goes to work. And he Not gets, dressed in her uniform. Maybe there's a locker room at the hospital. I don't. I, maybe, I didn't get that either. I thought that was odd. 
he gets some pretty harsh responses for, from some neighborhood animals. Yes, he does. Yeah, they hate him. <laughs> Nobody's into him at all. The dog's barking and that cat is pissed. Oh, yeah. I, I read on IMDb that to get the cat to hiss at him, they just brought another cat on set and showed it to the cat. <laughs> Was, nah, were those my that. two cats? Because that's how they act. I still can't get them to bond. No. No, they won't. Maybe one of them's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so... He makes his way back into Alex's apartment and just kind of hangs out. Well, he has to break back. He has to break he, yeah, in. Yeah, he breaks in through the window, which yeah. is where he sees that cat get all pissy yeah. with him. <laughs> yes. Red Moon Rising by CCR is playing during like a little montage of him spending his day. And the lyrics oddly fit the situation. No, it's so good. And this is like, as the song plays, it's like a quarantine montage of him yeah, yeah. trying to sleep, <laughs> can't sleep, trying to eat, he's not hungry, trying to read, he can't get into <laughs> I've never like, related to anything I more. Yeah, I thought, it was I thought that too. I was like, yeah, that's quarantine status right <laughs> Why there. Why does this look so familiar? Fuck. That's me. So, oddly, one of the interesting things about this little montage is as the time is passing, David never gets hungry. He goes to the fridge several times. And he's like, and I'm he's not like, hungry. I'm still not hungry. Yeah. Which I don't and know that I'd say that to myself. He wasn't hungry at the hospital either. I never no, put that together. Yeah, he didn't. I did yeah. not right. put that together. She had to force him to eat. Yeah. It's like, I know what you're hungry Ooh, for, sir. Shit, that's right. pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that at all. So, we get a little odd supposed to be funny scene of Alex in the hospital with that little kid again. I'm I'm just like, whatever, next. Who cares? Yeah, I don't really care. But the important thing about that scene is towards the end, the camera tilts up to the window and you see that it's a full moon. Yep. Just as Jack told him. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back to David. And suddenly he's overcome with pain. This shit hits he, him dude, hard. Dude, abruptly. He, is, there's, he has no time to think about it. He's trying to read. Yeah. <laughs> he's burning up. Mm-hmm. He rips off all his clothes and he slowly, painfully starts turning into a werewolf. And this is the scene we paid to see, oh folks. Oh, God. Yeah. It's amazing. Practical effects for the fucking win. Yeah. I, dude. As you're watching, I it, couldn't take my eyes no. off. Like I didn't want to blink. I no. like. You're like this is why Rick Baker won oh the Academy Award. Oh my god! No, it, you, it is um, amazing. Even like for today, yes, like, no, it, no, yeah. it holds up. It holds up. And for my money, one of, if not the best, maybe outside of John Carpenter's The Thing, transformation scenes of all time. And you know that if this were today, they'd be doing some shitty CGI. It'd be total, yeah. totally CGI. Yeah, his, it, his, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have as much impact. No, no not at all. But, oh but man! But you see his hands stretch. Ugh. You see his body limbs elongate. Yeah. You the see hair. the hair appear. Um, his face. His face. You see his like mouth kind of stretch into a snout. Now, one thing I will say, it's very interesting, and I'm not sure how they do this with the practical effects that they used. He, his body is turning werewolfy. His head is not yet, but he throws his head back to scream, and when he puts it back down, his face looks more yes. wolfy. Yeah, like it's. It must have been the quickest cut, like the splice of film. It, it's incredible. It's insane. It's incredible. But I like impressed is not enough of a word. No, it's and it just happened so gradually. I don't know how they did it. No, it's an, it's incredible. I did read that this sequence, which is maybe a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. I'm yeah. not sure. I read that it took. Six days to film. I bet this sequence. I bet it did. I mean, 
It's it's incredible. Can you imagine just the amount of work that went into every second? Oh, no. I read that Rick Baker was pissed off because his phase transformation uh-huh. is only seven seconds of screen time. Oh. And he was like, I worked my ass off. Like, he was pissed until he went and saw, like, saw it with an audience mm-hmm. and their reaction to it. He was like, okay. Well done. Yeah. All right. That pe- when that, that seven seconds, people were like, <gasps> Well, like, you know, like needed to I was be too. that yeah. long. You no. just needed to fit. Yeah. And no. then Man. this particular part, it was Hell really yeah. good. Just incredible. Yeah. This is one of the scenes that you've heard about, even if you've never seen the movie. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, you were talking about Silver Bullet. You said you think they kind of. They definitely. I will say that uh, they took inspiration from, from it. an American werewolf in London. I, <laughs> I think I can safely say that. I feel like, how can you not? I mean, if you're going to do werewolves. If you're going to have a werewolf transforming. This is what you want. Come yeah, do it on. like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in the next scene, a young couple is headed to a dinner party. But before they make it inside, they get absolutely demolished by a wolf. Yep. <laughs> David. I mean, let's, let's be real. <laughs> let's and not be even honest. a wolf, a werewolf. It's David. <laughs> so one thing I will say is that you can tell they kind of blew all their money on that transformation scene. Yeah. Because when you do see the wolf out in the wild attacking people, it's... It's not as impressive. It's, it's, it's definitely a wolf's head apparatus on a stick of some kind. Right. But in the quick cut shots, that's the best way to shoot it. Because seeing the whole thing we already did and it was amazing, don't yeah. overdo it. Yeah. I also read that um, John Landis was insistent on a werewolf that traveled on all fours. Really? He modeled it after his dog, is what he said. Mm. And Rick Baker wanted a bipedal werewolf, which I prefer. I prefer a that. Bipedal werewolf. I think, it, but I think it's scarier. And I, other- it is. And even in like the scenes where, like the little quick scenes that we see in the forest where he's running, as I was watching it, I was like, why is it so low? Right. But that's why. Because he, he had to he, be. He walks like a dog. Yeah. And, and I think that's my problem with. Uh, werewolves in horror now Mm -hmm. is that they go very heavy on it looking like a dog yeah a lot of times when they transform it just looks like a big dog what's a wolf man yeah you're you're missing out it's like if you're like my movie has a centaur in it and it's just a horse (laughs) (laughs) you fucking lied where's the man part no it's a centaur no no it's not yeah i thought that was interesting because i feel like most werewolves are represented as bipedal creatures. And I much prefer that. Yeah, but he was insistent upon one that got around like a dog. Mm, I don't know. But when I think of a wolf, I think of it's on four legs. Not yeah, a wolf, stiff, not a, a werewolf. I don't know. Agree to disagree. Uh, all right. <laughs> so Dr. Hirsch is back at the hospital, and he's asking around for Alex. They talk in his office, and he says that he's concerned about David now. I just think it's interesting that he's like, has Alex been seeing David? <laughs> like, does yeah, she do this? Yeah, he's thinking about it, yeah. Well, yeah, because he would have no way of knowing. No. And honestly, for all he knows, that's nurse patient. Yes. Like, have you seen him? Well, he left the hospital. I don't know. You so, know. like, does Alex just get down like this? Yeah, or? how many werewolves has she? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Hirsch says, it's a full moon tonight. And he's worried. And so they call her apartment because that's where he's supposed to be. And he doesn't answer because he's getting into some wolf business, obviously. So we're back to that party that the young couple never made it to. And the host, for some reason, he decides to go investigate. He wanders really far away from the house. Holding a drink in his hand. Holding a drink. Well, he's like, I'll be right back. (laughs) You know, I need, you know, he's got to stay hydrated. (laughs) So 
as he's walking to try and find the guests that haven't arrived, he stumbles across a severed arm. Doesn't seem to have much of a reaction to it if I... <laughs> I don't think that's how I would feel. No. If I stepped on a hand. It's like, where's the body? Yeah, yeah definitely like, not. Yeah, well. uh, and no, he says the name of the person that he was looking for when he steps on the arm. I don't remember the name, but he's like, he's like, Jim. <laughs> it's just odd. So, like I said, Doctor Hirsch can't get through to David because he's out doing all that werewolf stuff. Uh, he asks Alex if David has continued on with his werewolf fantasies. Or... Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd way to ask that uh, because he's starting to get super suspicious because of the conversations that he had with the people at the pub. Yeah, and so he's starting to put it together. And, and it's he... a full moon right now. I mean, yes. I'm sure he's like, what? Like, what's happening? But interestingly, he doesn't believe that David's a werewolf. He believes that David believes, might believe he's yeah. a werewolf. Right. And so it's a full moon. And now he's maybe having like a psychotic episode doing what he thinks a werewolf would be doing right now. And so it's still dangerous. Yeah. I thought you said you weren't a psychiatrist. Well, yeah, I know. And now he's like, and then... Yeah. But too, how do you answer that? You know, Yeah, I don't know. Do you know where the werewolf man is? Fuck, uh, I slept with this dude. Yeah, oh, no. Shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never never heard of him. So the thing is, is that the doctor says that the police reports are now missing. And step one in a cover-up, don't make it look like a cover-up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just bad business. So, like I said, he doesn't fully believe that the whole thing is true, but he thinks it's reason enough to call the police. Yeah. And so they do. In the next scene, a few vagrants are hanging out by a bridge and they meet the business end of a werewolf's teeth. Yeah. This was another scene that had to be cut to get the R rating. Really? They said they there was a whole scene of him, I guess, mauling these three men. Uh-huh. And they said they said that it was too gory. And then I think it was John Landis that said when they had done previews that the scene was so gory that people kept talking oh, wow. after. And he was like, Well, they're not paying attention. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, shit. Like, did you yeah. see that? So that's cut. But uh, like originally we were supposed to see that. See, yeah. And when I saw it again, it was very quick cuts. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of good because, again, we saw the full werewolf. We don't want to overuse it. And then we're yeah. desensitized to it. Yeah. But part of me would kind of like to have seen no, yeah. how that went down. So the next scene, we're at a subway station. A well-dressed man is buying gum from a machine. He's promptly startled by what I can only describe as werewolf noises. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no other way to misconstrue it. And so he's like, who's there? What I love is that if this were an American subway, it would be, hey, come on, this isn't funny. This dude literally says, I can assure you, this is not the least bit of music. <laughs> He's like, look, let's be I'm clear. I'm not having fun. I need you to know that. So to me, instead of talking to whatever you think it is, just get your ass no, out of there yeah. the fuck before the you subway. get eaten. He's the only yeah. one there. He is Nobody the only one there. Is Nobody there. else has gone off at the stop. Now the sounds are continuing and he decides to kind of just take off running. It's, he's Now I will say these shots of him running through whatever tunnel station right. situation yeah. They're very cool. Yeah. Because they're from the point of view of the werewolf, but you see just him chasing him, and they're very well done. Right. He ends up on an escalator, and he falls onto the escalator as it's going up. And he turns around, and like JP said, you kind of get the full shot of this thing on all fours. Yeah. In this instant, it the way that it's shot from far away, it does look pretty eerie. Yeah. And you get a POV shot of the wolf finally getting up to the guy 
but you don't see the mauling right. at all. It actually cuts away, and when you expect to see a werewolf's face chomping down, it's a lion. I was like, yeah. what the fuck Dude. is happening in the subway? No, seriously. Oh, and that's the other thing that I wanted to mention. As he's running, there's a sign on the wall. The orgy sign? Yes. Yeah. It says, nonstop orgy, see you next Wednesday. Yeah. Now, they're casting a <laughs> wide net for this orgy, because not only are they putting up a sign at the subway. But that's something that comes into play later. later. Yeah, but I was like, what the fuck is that? So, anyways... Like I said, Business Boy was on the menu, and then we cut lion's away face. to a lion's face. And I, at first, I was like, oh, shit, he's a lion now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this, you know, what's going on? But instead, we're at the London Zoo, and we're getting a shot of a bunch of animals just kind of losing their mind. And the reason they're losing their mind is because David is inside one of those enclosures. With the wolves. With the wolves. And yeah. he wakes up naked, and dude was busy that night because he, he earned... A good night's rest because he killed like what six Six people people. so he wakes up in the wolves enclosure and he oddly is kind of at home and the wolves are kind of at home because they're not reacting anything what's up man yeah how's it going you're you're one of us yeah i read um, that he was really in there with those wolves and that he would only do one take they did that in one take i don't yeah, I would have too. We're doing this one time. <laughs> one time Don't and one time only. Yeah. The wolves seemingly were pretty well trained. Yeah. yeah, they were chill. But he he hops out of there completely naked. <laughs> <It> took off. <laughs> and he gets out really easily. Like, no, I don't he does. Think enclosures are supposed to be that easy well, to get out. Well, because then the wolves would be getting out well, super yeah, easy too. The top part was broken where he climbed oh, out. Oh, where he from, got yeah, in. That makes sense. That's probably how that he got does in. make sense. <laughs> so I was like, that shouldn't be that easy. You're telling me Werewolf David was like, oh, my people. And he gets in there and he's like, I'm just going to go to sleep. So he makes his way out of the zoo. With the help of a really bad child actor's balloons. I just want to say <laughs> that if you find yourself in a public place uh-huh. naked, right? probably the last thing you should do is hide in the bushes and whisper at a child. Yeah, no, that was... <laughs> That's probably the final yeah. thing that and you should I'm do. And I'm sorry, but... If I am in that situation, even if the kid has balloons, I'm not like, that's what I'll use. The balloons to cover my junk. No. I thought he was going to take his hat. Yeah. That makes a lot. Just snap, yoink, and then just run away. Instead, he takes the kid's balloons. He puts him over his crotch. He's running, and then he steals some lady's jacket off of a bench. He's hauling ass when he he passes. He is hauling ass. I read that they filmed that at the zoo. Yes, yeah. Um the child telling his mom a naked American man stole my balloons and the mom going, what is the funniest <laughs> shit? Like that was no, hilarious because to it me. It sounds like a madman. <laughs> like, so funny. Yeah. So David is now wearing this woman's coat and he's waiting in line and the murders have made the newspapers. Yeah. Which the headline's pretty funny. It said murder victims found half eaten. <laughs> What else do you need to know? But then also, you know, everyone's trying to keep it under wraps. You'd think that the pub people would be like, look, any wolf business we got to keep an eye out for. Well, it's a different town. Uh, It's true. It's London. It's not. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe the werewolves usually kick it out in the sticks and they can kind of sweep it under the rug. (laughs) Yeah, but here, they're in London London town. London town. So he's waiting for the bus and he, he says to another man that's waiting, he goes, a lot of weather we've been having lately. <laughs> <laughs> Not what kind of weather, just, you know, to general weather. Weather. It's That's been happening. Weather. It's funny to me because after all these maulings, these scenes are being played for laughs. 
the thing yeah. with the kid escaping but, the zoo, and, and it's all like that stuff. Genuinely funny too. No, it's actually comical. Yeah. Like I, it wasn't like cringy or anything. No. Like that. no, and that's what I liked. That's why I said it's not like a goofy movie where it yeah. plays on itself. This, it, this is like. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's legitimately. Yeah it's, yeah. it's really funny. And not even like over the top cheesy. No, it's no, like, no, not at all. It's just funny. So David finally makes it back to Alex's apartment. Who's been waiting up for him. But he rolls in wearing this woman's <laughs> coat and nothing yeah. else. Like no, this and, is normal. Yeah. You're going to be with me sometime. This shit just happens. Well, but the thing is, is you that invited me here. He has no recollection of the werewolf no. business. And so he's like, dude, I lost my mind. I woke up at the zoo. I is like I was like reading or something. <laughs> I was like reading or something. Yeah. And I wake up naked in a zoo. It's insane. And Alex is like, "Oh, you." Yeah, like she. Still, yeah, still. still. She's like, "You're so attractive." Yeah. And like, what's funny is you spent last night talking to this doctor, thinking that he could be out there hurting himself or somebody else. Yes. Having this major psychotic break, and he walks in, and she's just like, "Oh." Hey, like did you forget completely it's insanity i don't understand but dr hirsch calls and alex tells him what happened she's like you know oh it's fine he's back no big deal yeah and he's he's reading the paper so he's like you bring david here immediately yeah and so oddly she agrees i thought that was a little interesting (laughs) yeah and so he goes he gets off the phone with her and then phones the police right after so David oddly feels great. I guess all he needed was just to go a little wolfy. Yeah. And then that, he's back amazing. to normal. He's recharged 100%. So they get into a cab and the cab driver starts talking about the murders from the night before. And David pieces it together immediately. Immediately. And so he tells the cabbie to pull over and he tells Alex, he's like, look, I got to turn myself in because there's going to be another full moon tonight. Now, that's not how moons work. Yeah. No, we've had three pretty consecutive. Like. <laughs> I, I will say they they can excuse the first one because they're like, look, you and Jack got mauled by a wolf. You've been in the hospital. for Oh, three it was weeks. weeks. That's true. But then we have a full moon. And the next night we have another full moon. Yeah. yeah. So, no. <laughs> but know? this is an English moon. Oh, the moon cycle. Yeah, yeah it's different. They're one day, actually. <laughs> one day. Well, they're three weeks. Then they're one day apart. It's an odd, <laughs> odd moon cycle. So he tries to turn himself into the first officer that he sees, but he's like, move along. He's like, ah, get out of here. Yeah. So he tries to create a scene in order to get arrested, but the officer still refuses because you've got Alex in his ear like, well, his friend just died. He's, you know, and she's like, cut it out, man. The scene was really funny, though. No, it is because he's yelling. (laughs) He's trying to be as offensive as he he can. He's talking about the queen. He's talking about. He's just throwing a tantrum, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. If I was a werewolf, I probably wouldn't tell anybody. (laughs) Well, I think it is noble that he's like, I got to get. I got to get myself out of here. No, yeah, he's a good person. Yeah. Tell me if you didn't get some kind of powers or some kind of something, you would immediately be like, oh, shit, I need help. (laughs) Yeah. I'd I'd be like, let's figure this out. Let's sit with this for a little bit. So one thing I will say is that after the first officer denies, he's like, he, he, he declines arresting him. David goes, it's hopeless. Yeah. Maybe try a second officer. I don't know. You tried one officer and you gave up very easily. So... Alex tries to get him to go see Dr. Hirsch, but he tells her, you know, you got to stay away from me. You know, I'm dangerous. It's for her own safety that he's telling her this. He tells her he loves her and then he runs away. He barely like, knows you her. You love her? Yeah, yeah. you love her. When you think about it, it's been three weeks in the hospital. He was asleep. That and doesn't count. Three, four days of knowing her and then a couple days out of the hospital and he's yeah. in love with her. But, you know, maybe werewolves just love differently. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Everything's cranked up to an exactly. 11. So 
Alex goes to see the doctor, and the inspector and the sergeant are in there with them. The inspector does not believe whatever, whatsoever, that there's a connection between David and the murders, but he's like, we're going to go find him anyway, which I don't know why, because they really, if you don't believe the connection, you really don't have a reason to. So David is in one of those awesome English phone booths, and he's calling his family, but his parents aren't home, so he's talking to his sister, and he tells her, he's like, you know, tell tell mom and dad I love them. He's like, I love you. Be nice to your brother. It's a very sincere moment in an oddly, like, insincere movie. It's like he's, uh, yeah. he's yeah. saying goodbye. He knows. Basically, yeah. he knows. I mean, he knows that phone call, on. you gotta be, I mean, I know he's talking to a kid, but you have to be like, are you okay? No, yeah. yeah. Like, it sounded very, What's, this is the last yeah. time I'm gonna talk to you. Uh, so, he gets off the phone. And he's about to take Jack's advice and just kill himself in the phone booth. He takes a knife and he puts it to his wrist, but he gives up on that plan as soon as he looks across the street and he sees Jack staring at him from outside of a theater. And you don't know it completely yet, but Jack is even more messed up. And we get to see that in a second. But he gestures for David to follow him into the theater. And it's one of those porno theaters you've heard so much about. (laughs) And it actually has the... Which is where the see you next Wednesday comes in. Exactly. That line, uh, the poster we saw in the subway. So, as I said, Jack looks horrible. He is fucked up. But horrible in the best way. It's clearly a puppet situation going on, and it's cheesy, but in all the right ways. It's so good. And I love it. And what I thought was cool is the puppeteer was holding the puppet when they did the scene, Uh and the actor was there with him doing the voice. So they were both there doing it. Dude, it was so, so good. So he's still being himself, though. David goes, you look awful. (laughs) He's like, thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like, I told you. I'm gonna what do, do you this think? until you're dead, dude. <laughs> so I thought this was pretty cool. All the victims that David murdered the night previous are also hanging out in the theater, and they're not happy. No. The guy from the subway specifically yeah, is not happy. He, he says that he's here because of David's carnivorous lunar activities, which is what <laughs> I would I want to name my werewolf movie. No, I I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is the fucking best way I've ever heard it. That's a band name. That's an album. It's so good. That is so good. But I guess Jack has (laughs) filled everyone in on their predicament. They're like, look, you're going to be this until this dude's dead. (laughs) And so they're all trying to get in on it and tell him, you know. And that that came off as funny to me, too. Oh, dude, it was so funny. The way they're like, just shoot yourself. Hang yourself. (laughs) It was so, the humor was so dry. Yes. But it was probably, for me, the funniest scene in the entire hilarious i i genuinely love this scene outside of the transformation scene this might be my favorite scene in the whole movie so funny and then he's like don't i need a silver bullet jack's like Like, he's like be serious he's like jeez dude don't fucking embarrass me in front of all my new ghoul friends so man but i'm glad that he said that because it Breaks the whole. Yes, yes this is exactly. Need a cross and a silver bullet and this. Yeah, and that. it's like now. Nah, no, that's, that's just in the movies, yeah. man. <laughs> Dude, but it was so good. Now, I will say, there's a lot of porno audio happening, yeah. Yeah. which kind of takes away from the scene a little bit. It, I think it adds to how like ludicrous it is. Really. Like, this is insane. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> the whole everything that's happening yeah. right now. And I I did read that it's uh it's a fake. Film. Well, no, yeah. And uh, I they, hope that that no, film is fake. 
it's it's ridiculous. It's a fake film, and apparently they filmed the fake porn first before anything on this film. Yeah, because this <laughs> film weirdly was filmed completely sequentially. Like yes. no movie does that. I. They filmed the first scene in order all the way to the last scene. Yeah. But before anything, they filmed that weird fake Fake porn. porn. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, the dark humor is really working for me in that scene. Absolutely. The moon, like we said earlier, is miraculously full again tonight. And David turns into a werewolf inside the porno theater. Which, the sounds he's making, like, I feel like Mm. the guy comes up because he's like, what the fuck's going on over here? (laughs) He's like, we are here to watch the movie. Uh, What are you doing? Take that home, Paul Rubens. (laughs) (laughs) So, we saw a lot of really cool makeup during the initial transformation scene, but the only thing that we didn't see were the appearance of the claws. Right. And we see oh. that this time and it looks so painful. I like as winced. It, it like, pierces through yeah, his, his fingers. It, ooh, it and it, bad. it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks like painful as hell. So the guy that came up to him, David makes a meal out of him. Mm-hmm. And hey, didn't he bite his fucking head off or something? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I guess another person comes in to investigate. A cop. A cop. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And when he goes inside, David is actively oh. lunching. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because he, when the cop discovers him, David's in the middle he's of eating. eating the guy. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, you want some too? Let's get, <laughs> let's get wolfy. <laughs> There's chaos in the lobby, but for some reason, the movie hasn't stopped playing. I think they were just really proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the cop is honestly the smartest person in the film because when he sees the werewolf eating the other guy, he bails out. The fuck off. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he closes the shutters and like mm-hmm. barricades the wolf inside the theater. And I'm like, good call. Yeah. And I read that the people that are walking on the street are real people who think that they're actually boarding up a wild animal oh, inside that theater. Dude, no, no wonder. Yeah. So the, that the panic and like the that's no, real. because it felt really real. Yeah. And it's funny because you're seeing all these landmarks in England you know you got yeah. the Piccadilly Circus you've got the London Zoo and then you've got yeah. and you, you see the phone booths you see yeah. double decker buses it's like a touristy film no, in a weird yeah. way in like the best way yeah though. almost you know when you think about it it's basically what David and Jack were hoping to do before Fuck. this all went south that's really sad yeah so the inspector and the sergeant arrive at the theater but before they get any idea of what's going on David breaks through the shutters and literally choose the inspector's head off. Yep. Just choose it off. <laughs> he does. Like nothing immediately. Yep. And so the people are screaming. Shit is just going crazy. People yeah. are saying that it's a mad dog. That's what they think mm, it is. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, you're half right. Yeah. Dog, yeah. You're almost, yeah. almost there. So there's car crashes. People are being exploded through windshields. Dude, they're people, running over dude, people. It's, people are getting run over. Crazy. Nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. People are crashing into buildings, storefronts. Um, I read that they only had a certain amount of time to film this part, and they didn't necessarily get permission to film car crashes, but they did it anyway. So everyone makes way for the wolf, and he kind of just bails. Right. Now, I will say, and this is kind of... To the detriment of the film, for me personally, seeing the wolf again, the full body, it doesn't look as good. Because they show it kind of extended more than they ever did before. It would have been smarter just to keep to 
what they had done before with these quick shots. I agree. It doesn't look as good, but the ending is so good that I forgive. Fair. I forgive. And in the chaos, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I will say. So Dr. Hirsch and Alex are, they say, you know, <laughs> that's what's funny to me. Dr. Hirsch is like, there's something going on in the city involving a mad, some sort of mad dog, like yeah. you said. And she goes, David. David. Yeah. So she flat That's out believes yeah, That's the now. other thing. She believes he's a werewolf and she's still cool with it. Yeah. Th- like I'm, he's very attractive. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apparently. Yeah. I you know, I don't know. What do I know? So David makes his way into an alley, still in his full werewolf form, and the police kind of seal off the street and they're bringing in the full artillery for this thing. Like the I guess the equi- equivalent of the British SWAT. Yeah. These guys are only wearing sweaters and guns. <laughs> now, yeah, I don't know. There's I no mean, they're not armor. prepared of for American werewolf. SWAT teams. They go in there oh, yeah. dressed in full armor. Mm-hmm. These dudes have a turtleneck and a rifle. And they're like, make way, make way. It's called class. <laughs> what happens if you get get shot at yourself or somebody attacks you? They, they didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's nippy outside, chaps. Put your sweater on. <laughs> so Alex and Dr. Hirsch are on their way in a vehicle, but she gets out of the vehicle and rushes directly to the alley where the werewolf is cornered. Yeah. I don't know how she knew where that's where he would be, but I guess, you know, love finds a way. And love yeah. finds a way. So Alex breaks through the armed men and the police, and they don't really try that hard to no, stop her. No, because this no. is a very small woman. It really is. And she's able to overpower them to get yes. to the alley. And so she sees the werewolf, and she tries to appeal to him. And he seems oddly receptive at first. Like, he's like kind of snarling, and he's got his eyes like in total, like, I'm going to eat you mode. Yeah. Right. And then they kind of soften a little bit, almost like he's like, Oh shit, that's Because she says I love you. Yeah, she tell yes, yeah. that's right. She tells him that she also loves him after four days. <laughs> and he's soft for that moment and then he snarls again. And when he does, he gets shot down by the SWAT team and then immediately is back to his human form. He's dead. He's they killed him yeah. Like, yeah. incredibly fast and then you don't see it, but Jack's like, Hell yes. <laughs> Finally. Finally. <laughs> um so because everyone's always trying to keep this under wraps, I, I'm wondering if the police are like, uh, now everyone's going to need to sign a non-disclosure yeah. agreement about everything you've seen up to this point. But you see Alex looking at David's dead human body, and she just starts to cry. And then they show the body again, and then the movie just sort of ends there. Yeah. So, um, what did you guys think of An American Werewolf in London? I thought that was the best way to end the movie. The ending was perfect. Really? Perfect we for me. We didn't need any more explanation. We didn't need any more, but we were going to get married. In, in any other movie, that. him saying that it had to be somebody that loves you to put you down, basically, right. would have meant that she would have to be the one to shoot him at the end. And that's what we all assumed was going in to happen. In any other movie, her saying, I love you, would have humanized him. Yes. He would have either turned back or gotten under control, and this all would have been a misunderstanding. Like, or they would have shot her, and then he would have turned normal. No. Something. something. No, that's, yeah, not how yeah. it, that's not that's how true. it goes. He's a fucking werewolf. He's dangerous. I love yes. you means nothing. And, man... You know, for a horror comedy, as they yeah. put it, they made 
the werewolf scary again. No, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I couldn't imagine seeing this in 1981 because Mm-mm. this is a very incredible creature feature. Yeah. Unlike probably anything they had seen up to that point. No, yeah. But yeah, that ending was everything. You Like you said, you don't need any more than yeah, that. Yeah, you don't need, that's it. The whole story was told. His yes, visit to London right. is over. It's yeah. done. Like, Your passport's been revoked. Yes. Uh, you had no connections and, to anybody over and there. And he hadn't, no. everybody that he had attacked, he killed. So it's done. Another thing that I did read that was kind of interesting to me was that there was a commentary on one of the releases of the DVD and David Naughton and Griffin Dunn were on the commentary. And they had said that they kind of made it on purpose that David wasn't killed with a silver bullet. And so they were like, hey, are we going to do a sequel? And John Lannis was like, no. Good. Yeah, no. So I'm like, good. Like, well, because don't, they, you don't they have had to. scoffed at the idea of a silver exactly. bullet. Exactly. So it makes perfect sense. And the thing to me is that they changed up werewolf lore so interestingly because not only does a silver bullet not kill you, you have all this stuff with Jack. And all these lost souls that are just wandering aimlessly until this thing gets settled. Yeah. They made not only werewolves scary again, they made them interesting again. Yeah. And we have, I don't think that, now I have not seen The Howling. Neither have I. And that's the other one that comes up in conversation when you talk about werewolf movies. But like I said at the top, this is probably the most well put together werewolf movie I've ever seen. No, I, I, like I said at the beginning, I loved it and I was not expecting yeah. to love it. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Another um, interesting thing that I don't know if it's fair or not, What's but that? David Naughton uh-huh. was the spokesman for Dr. Pepper. Oh, really? Before this, and he lost his job because he was naked so much in this movie. <laughs> well, Which I read he is naked in 50% of his screen time holy in shit. this movie. Well, And Dr. I'm, Pepper was like, we're not about that life. If I'm Dr. Pepper, yes, he's a person. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper, MD. Yeah, exactly. Uh, dude hangs dong. He does. I don't really, it's 1981. I don't really want that. Like, imagine though. I understand it. It is kind of stupid because, but then again, at the same time, if I'm David Naughton, I'm like, that was my big break. Fuck you, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Think I need a soda? Exactly. I don't need a soda. I'm a goddamn werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do want to say one thing, and I thought it was funny that I also read on uh, Internet Movie. Uh, The Muppet Show that they're watching in his dream. Uh huh. That segment that's on their TV doesn't—it's never aired in the U.S. Really? So everyone from the states thought that it was fake, and they were like, "Why do they have that Muppet Show on there when that's never aired here?" So they said, "Yeah, it's a real segment of the Muppet Show." So instead of them, I guess, what the legal reasons or whatever, they just—they credit. Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy at the end of this movie. As themselves? So, yeah, so they have a credit in this movie that as themselves. Is hilarious. Dude, that is really, really funny. That's so I, uh, funny. I, I also read at the end credits, there was an apology to Princess Diana. Yes. Because oh, during yeah, his little he, outburst, yeah. he is talking shit. Is it Prince Charles? Who was the one that was... I don't remember who was married to her, but there's an apology to them and a congratulations on their wedding. On their wedding. (laughs) I thought that was pretty great. Um, But yeah, great, great movie. Yeah, man. So that brings us to ratings. So I'm going to be honest with both of you. Up to the transformation scene, 
I was enjoying the movie and I was like, you know what? This is a solid, I'll probably give it maybe like a five, six out of, you know, but after the transformation scene and on, and then when my favorite scene happened outside of the transformation scene in that theater with all the ghouls and all that, it got bumped up so much that it kind of surprised me. So this is a very fun movie with amazing effects that stand the test of time. I mean, what is that? 39 years later? Yeah. And we're like, damn, this looks good. So out of 10 full moons, I am giving an American werewolf in London eight out of 10 full moons. All right. I'm opening the floor. What about Um, you guys? Because I had already seen this movie and I do remember it being good, but I didn't remember a lot of it. Like I said, I didn't remember about 85% of it. Watching it again and... To your sister enjoying it and me getting to see the reactions on her face for the first time and then, you know, talking with y'all about it. I'm going to give it eight and a half full moons. Wow. But I really enjoyed this movie from, like I said, from being a kid and I knew that it was scary and that it was good, but I just couldn't remember it because it's been so long. Mm -hmm. But watching again, even as an adult and it being that old, I was like, (laughs) I could watch this movie again. Yeah. yeah. Like I could, again, we, I know last time we talked about the rewatchability factor. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like this is one of those movies you can definitely start mm-hmm. it over. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? I totally start agree. It it's, it's that good. And it's funny. Yeah, no, it like, is. Like the humor like, is actually funny. funny. And yeah. it's not like a stupid, scary mm-hmm. movie funny. It's like a good, yes. real good funny. There's some... The only thing I can do is brand it as that like late seventies, early eighties comedy, that dry Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it just works. And then it's scary on top of it. Yeah. How can no, you go it's wrong? Good. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, the ending was perfect for like I really enjoy a movie that surprises me. Uh-huh. It did not go in any way how I ex- had expected it to go. It was such a, a pleasant surprise, like this movie as a whole. Yes. But for its funniness, mm-hmm. for the ending, in my mind, I had given it 7 out of 10. Okay. That transformation scene. Oh, my mm. God. Alone, which I think we said was a two-minute scene. Yeah, maybe. It gets an entire additional point for <laughs> the two minutes of transformation into oh, and yeah. the fact that again my favorite werewolf movie was silver bullet and silver bullet took some inspiration from mm. this transformation scene so i give an american werewolf in london eight full moons out of ten it was and oh. it's funny that i gave the same score to a very very serious very Accurate, historically accurate, fucking, <laughs> right. but man, no, this movie impressed the hell out of me. It really, really did. Well, that's why, and and I know, you know, you guys said that y'all had never seen it, and I know I didn't remember a lot of it, but that's why I had been telling you to watch it because I was yeah, like, no, I you can't remember right. it. I was like, but I remember it having an impression. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Absolutely. I was like, man, that movie was good. I even if me not remembering it, but my brain telling me. That it's, movie was you good. You liked it. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. know you did. You know, don't even front. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, watching it again, it was like, that's why I remembered it. 
That's you, why yeah, I, you know. No, full props. I was wrong. You know, you were dead on. And American Werewolf in London forever. It was. <laughs> now. Are you buying the t-shirt? I can't. I can't <laughs> I'll speak. join their Patreon. <laughs> I can't speak for American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll do at some point. Probably. Probably. I've never, I, obviously, but I've never seen that I heard that it's way right. heavier on the comedy. It is. And I, and as bad as it sounds, I've seen that movie about 10 times. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, I was actually talking to a buddy, a really good buddy of mine, and we were talking about that one, mm-hmm. about American Werewolf from Paris. And he, and it's the best way to describe it is it's a MTV <laughs> generation like the 90s generation movie late 90s generation movie. see so it's it is heavier on the comic yeah uh, you know on the comedy you can't see me and nate grimacing no oh but (laughs) even me though even me thinking about parts that i like can clearly remember is like uh, you know it's like how is that gonna play now no so so it it doesn't hold a candle to this Oh no 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 no! Because no. good lord, yeah, and no. the thing is, is that they never intended to make a sequel. No, yeah. And then someone did. Yeah. But that's that's a I, shame. I feel like this is one of those movies that can just stand alone as no, one of no, those definitely yeah. classics. I it would, was. It was. I great. would like if there wasn't so much porn or nakedness I, to let the kids watch it. Yeah. yeah. Because we do let them watch a lot of scary stuff. Yeah. And if we have to have them close their eyes, they will. Yeah. But there's a lot. No, there's yeah. too much. That, that, that is a drawback. And that scene in the porno theater is so important, and it's yeah, very it audible. Yeah. No. Over, yeah. Like, the whole as time. They're talking. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that. That's one of the major things I would change. If, yeah. If they. If they. Maybe if, just turn down the audio a little bit a little on the bit. movie. Or yeah. maybe. I wonder what. Um, deci- like whose decision was that? Like John Landis. But well, yeah. But I mean, you're you're in there, and if you're watching a movie, it's not going to turn down just because you're talking to the person. No. Maybe next somebody. No, maybe someone could get thrown into the projector. Something. You know. Oh, or something. Yeah, and then some, it's just yeah, done. Somebody running, and then the yeah. thing messes up. Yeah. yeah. And then back then they had projector operators. You're telling me he's like, and there's the cigarette burns. Let's change the reel. Yeah. yeah. Get the, get out of there. So where, don't you see the werewolf? Well, that's all from us at Pod Mortem. What would you rate an American werewolf in London? And what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Pod Mortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Travis MWH at Blood and Smoke, and at Real Streeter 84 Remember, never stray far from the path. You never know what's waiting out there for you. Until next time. <laughs>